You can, let me say this and, and just don't, you can drink alcohol and still go to heaven. <laughs> just like you can smoke a cigarette and still go to heaven. I don't think a Christian should. And the Bible teaches against that. When you do get saved, it ought, you ought to clean your life. You ought to have an old man and a new man. Amen? Amen? But just because the Bible says there's no drunkards going, that's going to enter the kingdom of God don't mean there's no drunkard going to heaven. <laughs> Amen? You've got to rightly divide the word of truth. Praise his holy name. The only thing that's going to get me to heaven is the blood of Jesus Christ and Christ's holiness. He's holy. God is holy. And Jesus, his son, was God in the flesh. And he was holy. You want to look at it like that? He's holy too. So I thank God this morning for his holiness. The Bible says in verse 13, Wherefore gird up your loins, the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace of that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Leviticus 11.44, where it was written at, where God wrote it. He said, Be ye holy, for I am holy. <laughs> God is holy. And the only one that could declare that God was holy was himself. There's no higher holiness than God himself. There's no perfect person than Jesus Christ on this earth. There's no one that could speak higher than what he spoke about himself when he addressed himself as the I am. And he addresses himself. What he is is holy. He's holy uh, mind, soul, and body. Jesus was holy mind, soul, and body. Jesus was holy in his intellect. He was holy because he wanted to be holy. He desired to be holy. The definition of being holy uh, simply is pure physically. We're living in a day and time where pure, phys physical purity is almost a bad word. If you're pure physically, then you're, you're some oddball. You're some crazy crazy hoarder person you know that hides in rocks and that you're some devil or something that is untrue that is not the way the bible teaches physical purity is holiness and let me tell you this evening this morning whatever time it is there's not an eight there's every one of you and myself, every person in this room ought to be physically holy and pure. Physically pure. Marriage is honorable. And the bed undefiled. 
but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. What it says, you have a reason and a right to be physically pure. It don't matter if you're 16 and haven't had a relationship or if you're 60 and had a 600 relationships. The Word of God can make you pure. And the blood of Jesus Christ can pure your physical body. You can, you can live. You can start again. You can have a new start in Christ Jesus. You can do right. Your life has not been ruined by a, a, some wrongdoing, my friend. You can be holy in the power of Jesus Christ. Mm. I got to move on. I'll preach on every one of these things. Holiness, pure, pure physically, morally blameless. Morally blameless. I believe that morals ought to be a high, high very high mark in every person. Especially younger people ought to learn and be taught by the older people to be morally blameless. Amen. I mean, somebody go to church. It used to be that the lost sinner that we would call wicked person uh, 50, 60 years ago would be more blameless morally than today's Christianity. Today's preachers and today's people that call themselves Christians are messed up in all kinds of sinful, wicked things and the world sees that and it makes them want to just vomit. It makes them run from God. Christian hypocrites. Nobody's, God's not asking anybody to be perfect, but God asks you to be confess, confess your sins. Amen. Hey, everybody knows that everybody's not perfect. There's nobody perfect. But there's a big difference in someone that is living uh, in an immorally, um, in an immoral relationship or morally disrespectful to God and His Word and continue in that and claim to be a Christian. Somebody go to church. I'm talking about holiness, morally blameless. I love this definition whole. To be holy means to be whole. In a word, holy, the word whole would be a definition of, uh, of uh, not sick. It would be complete. Uh, no, no, no spots. I mean, no, nothing wrong. I'm, I'm whole. When Jesus cleans the le cleansed ten leopards, he cleaned them all, but only one came back and told him thank you, and he was made whole, the Bible says. He never got leprosy again. When God, when you meet God and you meet His holiness, He'll make you fully whole. That's what happened when you got saved. At that moment, I love this word, entire. Entire meaning complete. Holiness meaning complete in Christ. Mm. You see, some people think that they're incomplete. And so they have to experience things that the world has to offer because they've not experienced these things. And the world says, you need to try this and try that. And they think if they haven't tried this, then they haven't experienced all that life has to offer. And therefore they are not complete. 
Let me tell you, when you try number one, you'll have to go to number two, and you'll have to try number three, and you have to go down to slot number four, and it will not suffice you, and you will never be complete, and you'll never be whole, and you'll never be entirely pure until you meet God's holiness. You meet God's holiness. That's what makes you complete. That's what makes you entire. That's what makes you pure. That's what makes you entirely whole. It's God. We we sing it all the time. All I need is Jesus. But he's a whole lot deeper than that, that song, and I love the song. He's holy. You get around God's holiness, he'll heal everything that's wrong with you. <laughs> He'll heal your mind. He'll heal your frown. He'll help you and heal you. He'll give you joy back, I'm talking about. He's already done a, done a bunch of things for me this morning, just a, a little while. I'm talking about God's been helping me today. And I don't know, I needed it bad. I needed it real bad. Definition of holy, pure in heart. Pure in heart. I love this pure in heart. I don't have no agenda. My heart's pure. I don't have a reason why I do what I do. For me, I want to do it for God. I want to have a pure heart. Holy. Free from sin. Anybody remember when you were free from sin? Let me just say this. I don't want to ask you to raise your hand, but since you've been saved, and I guarantee all of us could say, yes, Brother Andy, you're right about this, but there's been some hooks in you, sin hooks, that's grabbed a hold of you you didn't like you did not agree with but your flesh and somebody or some teen or whatever it was had a good hold on you you try to let go of that at the altar and it grabbed you back try to let go of that at midnight try to grab you back try to let go of it at revival at church camp it did just grab you back and control you had a hook in you every bait the devil has has a hook but thank God one day somehow somewhere wherever you was and wherever God was at the same time wherever the devil had let go and you wanted God's help God reached out and pulled that hook out of you and you got free from sin. You were made whole. Y'all remember that? Yes, amen. You can be made whole. Free from sin. I love the word freedom. I love to be free. And Satan attacks me all the time because I desire to be free. I'm the best person and my personality is the best when I'm free. But my personality stinks when I'm not. I'm just being real with you. I don't do nothing I should do, nothing I really want to, when I allow something to bind me down. But every time I desire and I stay walking in freedom, free of mind, free of spirit, I allow something to grab me and control me and and, and deceive me and hurt me, but I stay free and happy. And Jesus is the best I've ever been is when I was that way. And so have you. Verse 16 says, Be ye holy as I am holy. And no way I'm going to get through all this today. I love the word. There, there's four different uh, words that 
stuck out to me while I was studying this, Brother Sam. And the first one, of course, was holiness. The second one was the word wash me. Washing. You can't get holy without washing. Now, I want to give you a scripture. I may just give you these four scriptures and we might go eat some chicken somewhere. I don't know. Or some gumbo. Amen. We'll find something to eat. Amen. Oh, and everybody said mm, chicken. Somebody say chicken. Isaiah 1, look what the Bible says, Isaiah 1, verse 16, what's the word, first word? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16, somebody tell me what that says, first two words, washing, now who's doing the washing? Jesus will wash you, but you're the one that wants it. Peter said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. God, don't wash my... I'm unworthy for you to wash my feet. You're too holy. I've done too wrong. You're too righteous and I'm too much of a sinner. God, you can't do nothing with me. Jesus said, unless you let me wash your feet, you're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. You'll never be what I called you to be. you never experience what you can experience in Christ. Unless you wash me, you're never going to find holiness. You're gonna, never going to be complete. You're never going to be entire. You're never going to be healed. And Peter said, hey, I want all of God I can get. Heaven, I want him. I want all I want to experience. All of God I can experience. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm a, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, but I still sin and I still struggle. God, I need all of you. Wash my whole body. Amen. Peter got washed. He got washed that day for him. His experience with his flesh and struggles washed him and he was made whole. Thank God he didn't. Judas hung himself. But Peter asked forgiveness, thank God. And Peter, uh, God used his ministry uh, in a great, magnificent way. Look what it says, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil from your doings. From before mine eyes cease to do evil, learn to do well. Look at the contrast. Cease to do evil. Learn. You know why it says to learn to do well? Because it's a learning process. How many of y'all, y'all just let yourself go, right, Brother Billy? Let yourself go and you're just going to slide downhill. Amen. Some of y'all, some of y'all experiencing that. If you're over 60, you experience that. <laughs> let me back up. If you're over 30, you experience that physically. My lands. Can't stand the heat no more. Can't we? Man, I'm telling you, uh, it's, it's just so fleshy. Somebody, you let go, you just slide. It says you've got to learn to do well. Look what it says. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fathers. Plead for the widow. Come now. Let us reason together. Though your sins be, uh, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Yeah, man, wash you. I got to thinking about the word cleanse. All has to do with steps of holiness, cleansing. When you get washed, you'll be clean. Amen. Some of you teenagers don't like to wash. Take a shower. Well, it ain't Saturday yet. Uh-huh. Amen. 
I, I got some that'll go, that used to go take a shower and they come back out in about two minutes and I say, did you use soap? But, you didn't wash. You ain't clean. Them and Jock, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jonathan got in that hot tub the other day. He said, Daddy, that hot water is almost, almost hot enough to clean me without using soap. I said, no, it ain't. <laughs> Oh, praise God. James 4. James cleansing me. Draw nigh to God. Here's what we're talking about. That's the whole subject of today. Draw nigh to God. Mm. He will draw. Somebody, somebody quote me the, last, the next phrase. Draw nigh to God. Say it again. Draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God. Mm. Y'all feel him come closer when you said that? Huh? Did you feel him come closer? Yeah. He'll do it. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. You say, I don't like somebody calling me a sinner. <laughs> well, that's one problem. <laughs> Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify ye hearts, ye double-minded. Yeah. Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. Double-minded, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then Brother Bill, I got to thinking about the word sanctify. We preached on it earlier. Look in 1 Thessalonians. Turn to your left, Andy, to the left, Andy. 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. To be holy, I must wash. To be washed, I must clean I didn't read you the definitions of all these. I'll read you the one clean before I give you the one on sanctify. It says to remove filth. Purging is a good definition of cleansing. To be free from disease or pure from guilt. Cleansed. Mm. Wash means to remove any foreign matter. To purify from pollution. When we went to a fire academy, we learned uh, a lot of cool things. One of the things that we learned uh, as a first responder, if you got uh, talk, if you got uh, poison or you got uh, some kind of uh, something in the house chemicalized, and, and uh, you, if you got it on your body, then you got it. They, they'll set up a booth and like a shower, and you got you got a shower. In some scenarios, everybody goes in has to shower. Everybody goes out has to shower. And what you're doing is you're washing that that uh, pollution off of you. Amen. That's what you do when you come to church. Wash before you come in. Wash while you're here. Amen. Be ready when you go out. Sanctify now. Sanctify. First Thessalonians four. First Thessalonians four. Verse number 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification, watch this word, and honor. You can't have one without the other. <coughs> And honor. 
not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. I just want you to look at the verse 4, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Sanctify means to be separate, means to set apart for sacred use or Christian use. It means the first step to holiness is to set aside yourself, cleanse yourself, wash, your, wash yourself so that you can purify yourself and make you a vessel. Now, you can't cleanse your own sins, but you've got to do it through the blood of Jesus Christ. Confess your sins. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But it's our duty to, to sanctify our vessel and to send it aside and then ask God to do something with us. Amen? You have to see yourself, see God for who He is, and then seek the Lord. I want to give you three things. I'm gonna, it's already past 12. I've got to let you go. Maybe I'll preach the rest of this later on. But number one, I want you to look at this. Uh, three perspectives in the steps to holiness. That's our duty. Number one, write these down. Keep your mind. You're the keeper of your mind. Keep your mind. Number two, I just got to say these and go on. Sanctify your spirit. Your job. Keep your mind. Sanctify your spirit. You see, your spirit is what is who you are. On a Monday, we'll know who you are by your spirit. Somebody help me. Sanctify it. Don't, don't let it go. Cleanse it. Wash it. Make it holy. Sanctify your spirit. I love gospel music. Amen. I don't know if I'm uh, soothing the savage beast in me or what, but let me tell you, it helps me. Sometimes I, I may come in this church to prepare for a message. I may get up here and play my guitar for an hour. I'm just and sometimes I, then I'll stop and say, "Am I ready yet?" God's like, "You better play another hour more." Huh? <laughs> Sanctify your spirit. All right. Number three. Bodily subjection. Subject yourself bodily. Got scriptures, all this uh, obedience to the Lord, subjection to the Lord is in 1 Peter chapter 1 that we read. Subjection, your body. Make sure your body is in subjection to holiness. Can your body, is your body in the direction of holiness? All right, number three. Uh, well, number two on my points, I want you to look at the priorities. Priorities, write these down. Three more, write them down. Priorities. Gird up your loins, is what it said, First Peter. Gird up, it's a priority for every Christian to gird up our loins. Pick up yourself. Pick up your loins. Pick up your mind. Pick up yourself. Pick up your Christianity. Pick, pick up your testimony. Number two, be obedient. Being obedient, that has to do with bodily subjection. You can't be bodily subjected to the Lord. You can be, but it'll be out, out of uh, uh, grudgery. 
You'll do what you know you should do because you just you, you don't want to, but you're commanded and demanded to by some source. But it's best to be just obedient to whatever God says. Amen? Don't be disobedient. You can't be holy and disobedient at the same time. These are steps to holiness. Be holy. Number one, number, number one gird up your, the loins. Gird up. Number two, be obedient. That's verse 14, as obedient children. And verse 15, just be holy. Be holy. In other words, want to be... Let me ask you, do you want to be holy? Do you want to be holy this morning? All right, number three, I've got to move. The, re, the reasons. Number one, God said to, in verse 16, what did it say? Be holy. What did he say? For I am holy. Say it with me. Be ye holy. Be ye holy. God said to. That's good. Well, I don't like doing what I'm told. Yeah. I felt like that before. Sometimes still do. Be holy. God said to. Number two. Watch this. Reasons why to be holy. God said to, number two, to be presented spotless. Brother Billy preached in the Sunday school. To be presented spotless before the Lord. I'll read one verse of scripture. Can I do that? Here I am asking permission. I was taught never to do that. Verse 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Listen to this verse. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That means fully. And I will and I pray, God, your whole spirit, your soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I try to teach the importance of spirit, soul, and body. Holiness in all three. To be presented spotless. Ephesians chapter 5 says, Husbands, love your wife as Christ of the church and gave himself for it that he may present it a glorious church. Not having spot, spot, unholiness, or wrinkles, unholiness. One day Christ, Jesus Christ, is going to gather you up if you're saved. He's going to take you to introduce you to Christ, God. He's going to present you to God. God, here is my bride. Do you accept? God looks at the bride and we're washed in the blood. And he says, I accept because they're washed in the blood. Hmm. God told me to, to be holy. I'm presented before the Lord. And then, number three, lastly, personal freedom. Look at verse 18, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Personal freedom comes through holiness. I already preached it in my previous my preview here. All right, personal freedom comes through holiness. Look in the Bible. Look with me. Everybody look, if you don't mind, please. 1 Peter, I want you to see these. 1 Peter 1, I want you to see these verses if you can. 1 Peter 1. Verse number 18. Why? Personal freedom. Holiness, personal freedom comes from holiness. I wrote this down and I've experienced this in my life. 
A free spirit, a freedom in Christ has nothing to do with things you can get by with that's not holy. Personal freedom or freedom in Christianity has nothing to do with things that you can do in secret that nobody knows about that you think, you think, you think you can get by with. That doesn't make you free. Matter of fact, that binds you. Everything you do contrary to your parents' children that are contrary to God and His Word are chains that will bind you for the rest of your life unless you find freedom in Christ Jesus. Personal freedom. Look at verse 18. Are you there? Anybody there? For as much as ye know... Now let's shout on these verses. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed... (laughs) with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation uh, received by tradition from your fathers. Thank God. But with the precious blood of Christ, as a lamb without blemish, and without, as a lamb without blemish, and without spot. He is holy! We are holy by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 20 who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was, made, was, was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, and your faith and hope might be in God, seeing ye have purified, ye have, pur- ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the spirit and the unfeigned love to the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and the glory of man as a flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord. Endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Look down the next chapter. Follow me with your eyes down to verse number 9. Are you there? Tell me when you're there. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out out of unholiness, out of darkness, into his marvelous light which in times past ye were not a people, but now the people of God, which ye have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I was unholy in everything about me, but when God came in my life and I met Jesus, He purified me and made me holy. Thank God. Woo, hallelujah. Ah, oh, I could have a fit, praise God. Mm, but it's Sunday morning, and I don't know if y'all can handle it. Come back Sunday night and see what happens, amen? I'm just picking on y'all. Praise the Lord. I've, I've said what God wanted me to say. Let's stand together. A call to holiness. I want to invite you to be holy. I invite you uh, to desire to be holy. I want to encourage you as a church to wash, to be clean, to sanctify on a daily basis.